0: Hello and welcome once again to the How Long To Beat podcast. Uh, As always, I am Rick and I'm joined by Power. Hello. And Alex. Hello. Both of whom have let me down and completed nothing this week. So when we talk about the games we've beaten, it's just me. me. Yeah, well, whatever. (laughs) Um, We'll we'll talk about retirements. We'll talk about playing. Uh, This week's topic is fixing our favorite games. So we're going to have a little dig into like, how we could make a 10 out of 10 and 11 out of 10. And we've got some other ideas of how to jump off on this as well. So uh, that's going to be fun, uh, but not quite as fun as the cherry on the cake that is this episode. And that cherry goes by the name of How, how, long, to long, beat. To beat. how long to Beat. The, the game.
1: game.
2: The game. <laughs> sounded like desperate. <laughs> the game.
0: Is <laughs> where <laughs> <I do> <laughs> <late?
1: laughs> <Please laughs> I'm not falling behind? <laughs> I was paying attention
0: this week. Oh, dear. Right. I'm just going to jump straight in. I've beaten yeah, just five games it. this week, or, albeit they are all relatively short ones, all games I was already playing. Um, first game is Guacamelee 2. I'm toying between nine and a 10 out of 10 for this. This was an excellent Ooh. game, like just off the bat. Really, really good and unsung Metroidvania. I think the problem is, and this is totally true for me as well Like Guacamelee 1 came out and was amazing. And then Drinkbox Studios, the people who made it, was like, we're going to make a sequel. Everyone's like, "Ah, oh, cool. And then fucking Cricket. It's like, <laughs>
3: it
0: just didn't get any traction. And it's a real shame because it does quite a clever um, setup in terms of building off the first game where you conclusively defeated the baddie. Um, and I've mentioned before, you, you're dealing with the Mexiverse and the, the humor is very on the nose on that front. But the idea is that like your timeline is the only one where you are successful. And one of the other timelines was so horrifically bad that like dimensional rifts are bleeding their way through. So you have to go and fix it. You're the only Juan who can do it. Um, it the game is just pitched perfectly. Like for a game that's not really about the writing, the writing is spot on. Um, it's not afraid to get quite difficult as well. Like there's a bad end and a good end. It kind of does the egovania, sort of Castlevania type thing where um, there's an ending. And then if you do a few arbitrary things in the lead up to the final act, you can get a good ending and it doesn't pull punches. It's not like Castlevania where it's like, oh, find these three hidden things in the map. It's like there are three or four real difficult combat gauntlets. And I like that. I like the healthy challenge. I like that it's an optional part at the side of it. I mean, there's, there's another thing called the proving grounds that I just didn't even touch, but I imagine is a similar kind of thing. Again, Um, the art's wonderful the game mechanics are tuned really, really well. Um, arguably it can be a little bit too unforgiving at times, particularly in the combat. But just as an overall package, wonderful, really, really good. And often goes to peanuts. I think I paid a couple of pounds for my copy on PSN. And I I, th- I imagine this is on Switch. I'm not sure if it is, but I reckon it this would be a really, have really good it. switch. And it's perfect game for Switch. It's four face buttons, two triggers. Like it's an easy dip in, dip out sort of game as well. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Especially like when we talk about Metroidvania's and like it's a good Metroidvania but not good enough, I genuinely think this stands shoulder to shoulder with the best the genre has to offer. And I have no hesitation recommending it alongside the greats. So um yeah, I, I could keep gushing about this, but it is just really, really, really good. Um I suppose the other thing I'd say as well is maybe if we're being hypercritical, there's not a lot of extras to get. And other than like the ending thing, there's not a massive incentive to tread off a beaten path. For a Metroidvania, it is a touch on the linear side, but I actually don't mind that. I, I found that in a way quite refreshing, um, certainly compared to a game that I'm currently playing. So that's a, a little bit of foreshadowing there. I think it's nice that um, although there are some minor things to be gotten Actually, you're not in any way penalised for just cracking on and, and, and following the main story beats. Um, mm. So that's so. You say you've have you ever tried it? Yeah, Alex, did you play the first one?
2: Yeah, I did. So I beat the first one. I've been really meaning to play this one, honestly. Um, but I just I don't know what it was. I just kept like I don't know. I think you talking about it is actually probably might push me over the edge because I I, I, I wasn't so. really sure it's like i don't know you know when you you get an indie game and you're like oh yeah i like that first one but like i don't know is this one better or as good or like you know you're just like there's nothing like pushing you really to get into it um and so i just wasn't really sure about it because i was like oh it's probably more like maybe more of the same and while i liked guacamole i didn't think guacamole was like groundbreaking you know what i mean it was just like oh that was fun um but it, it felt to me a little um I don't know. I, I just come off of playing hollow Knight. I think at the time and hollow Knight was so wide open and had so fewer, um, like stopping points, you know what I mean? And like when you did get to a stopping point, it felt like it was like, because you had explored and it was like, no, that's just kind of something you want to come back to later. Where guacamile Guacamelee felt a little more like it just had those red blocks for like different, different things. Um, so I loved it for me. It was like an eight, um, like really solid, maybe more closer to a nine, but, uh, I just, something just hadn't pushed me towards it. But it sounds like the second one, they just kind of upped the game um, comparatively to the first.
0: For sure. And I, I totally relate to what you're saying in terms of um, the, like, the lack of a hook to pull you into it. Like It's been sat on my hard drive for a couple of years. It's only because like mm. I, I went through the games on my PS4 and was like, what order am I tackling these in? That I actually ended up starting it. But I'm so glad I did. And it, it definitely is a, a refinement on what was, was already quite a good system. For the original Guacamole, but it really does elevate everything, it does a little bit more. Um, yeah, and, and I suppose, again, if you are nitpicking, you're right, it is all a little bit Fisher Price in terms of the way everything's blocked off. But that's also built into the systems in the sense that um, yeah. you get four attack moves blue, green, yellow, red. Uh, they correspond to shields that the enemies will put up, but they also correspond to certain blocks that you can destroy with them and certain traversal um, elements as well. So it is kind of tied in in that sense. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I, it's a great package overall. And it, if I have spurred you to try it, then I would be really, really happy. Um, yeah. Next game I completed, it, Rhapsody, is a game that I described on the Discord as a fine TM plus. It's <laughs> it's like mechanically, this game is the definition of fine. But there's just something about the story and the charm and, and everything that's built up around it, that does just give it a little bit extra. Um, it feels very much like playing a Saturday morning cartoon. Um Like the, the main antagonists have a real proper team rocket vibe in the sense that they're sort of constantly bickering amongst each other. And then they just get around to it and do the big bad thing. And uh, they're not really bad at heart. They're just misguided. <laughs> um, and it, it's, especially for the time quite a novel setup is like playing a young peasant girl, like trying to woo the Prince and then the Prince gets kidnapped and you have to go to save him and you find yourself on this journey and you become the woman you're always supposed to be. Like it's different. Is the gameplay good enough? Not really. Like playing this has made me kind of want to go and play the DS release because this is a a PlayStation RPG originally. Mm -hmm. Um, I played a switch port. That came as a two-pack with Laputa, Ragnarok. In the interim, um, NIS completely remade the game for DS. Um, completely redid the combat, made it standard turn-based affair instead of the quasi-grid-based um, strategy RPG that the original had. Um, if I remember correctly, there were also a couple of like game-breaking bugs they let slip in. And obviously, in the DS age, that's not the kind of thing you could just patch out day one. That's kind of stuck on the cartridge. Um, so that that's an interesting, fascinating one for me, having played this. But the, it, to bring this back around, the combat has a grid system. The grid system is effectively pointless. Um, mm. It has a monster-catching system, but that's parallel to what are called puppets, um, which are characters who you can control with your horn. Uh, the monsters, when they die, they go away forever. Uh, the puppets, when they die, you can revive them. And the puppets get so powerful and the combat is so easy that there's, there's no incentive to catch monsters ever. Plus the system's never actually explained to you. And I think that maybe is a, an exemplar for a lot of the problems with Rhapsody. There's far too many systems. Far too many of them are completely superfluous. The game doesn't have any kind of challenge to warrant exploring them. And even if it did, it doesn't even attempt to explain the majority of them.
3: Mm. All
0: of that said... I did have an okay time with this one. It's really, really short. Like, I sought out a little bit of extra content, still beat it in under nine hours. Um, The lack of challenge wasn't necessarily a problem because it meant that the story got the chance to shine through. There wasn't anything getting in its way, um, any more than it had to anyway. Uh, The dungeon design is fucking awful, I will say. (laughs) They, They literally used the same textures for every single dungeon and just put like a, you know, the the old 3D, 3D glasses with like blue and red lenses. Yeah. Those, but also there's like a green one and a light, like cream one. It's Ugh. not good. And if anyone's listening to this, and I know a friend of the podcast, uh, Matt was thinking about playing this one. The only way I recommend playing this is with the maps that are available on Neofax because they make the game bearable. I I couldn't Mm. imagine playing this without them. And I have no shame of admitting that I used them because I put about as much effort into navigating those dungeons as the designers did into making them. So one of those where there's a lot of negatives, but like my overall impression is quite positive. I did enjoy it. I did have a good time-ish. I can't really recommend it per se, but I think there are things that are worth experiencing within it. I kind of just want to go back and say the same thing again. I always find this with these ones that like <laughs> it's bad, but it's also good, but it's also kind of terrible, but here are the redeeming qualities, but also don't, but maybe do.
2: I know what you mean. Yeah. It's one of those games where it's like, it's not yeah. the worst thing that's ever existed, but
1: it's not great.
0: <laughs> it, for everything that I it love good. You there's... could be
1: playing instead.
0: Yes. And I think that's the bottom line. I think, almost like the metroidvania thing like there's so many good rpgs like even if you're looking for something short go play jack move go play cosmic star heroine if you're looking for something Mm. cutesy and fun like there's a million other games in different genres that will give you that kind of experience over a shorter length of time um you know you can go and find visual novels that are relatively short that will give you that kind of story without pretending to need a combat system there is no usp there is no specific thing where it's like for this reason you have to go and play this game um other than as an artifact of history and the fact that i got it in a double pack for free with the game that i actually wanted from that pack i probably wouldn't have bothered either um but there you go uh next one game three of five and this is a co-op playthrough um with my girlfriend this is the ninja saviors return of the warriors one of the natsume like classic remake stroke remaster jobs so as i understand it this was an old arcade game it got ported to ps4 and switch and pc um i bought a physical copy that comes with a really nice printed manual remember those um Hmm. it it's it's very arcade like it's about an hour and a half of content there's eight stages um there's a degree of asset reuse in terms of the enemies but there is a real creative spark to the way that it's all set up. And having no experience with the original, it's hard to say how much of that has been added ex post facto. Um, but the fact remains that the package is really, really good. The pixel art is fantastic. Um, the gameplay is the perfect balance of tight and chaotic. There are some enemies that are quite cheap. There are some bosses that are quite cheap, but it's an arcade game, what to expect. Um, it, it sort of is true to its genre. Um, I'll be interested to go back and play it single player at some point, because what this does that a lot of games don't, is it gives you in co-op a shared life bar and a shared special meter. So what that means is there's a certain degree of coordination of, um, oh, I need to use this special to counter this kind of enemy, or we need to hold off on specials because we need our area clearing move. And also, like, we need to avoid getting hit by certain attacks because that will just wipe the entire special meter out. Uh, And also, like, there's a certain element of sort of friendly competition where if one player is not holding up their end, you both die and then you have to start the level again. It's good. I did enjoy it a lot. It scratched that arcade itch that I found more and more creeping in since I've played a few of those games. Um, And if it's the kind of experience you're looking for, this is a really good, really um, modern friendly, or a a really good example of this that is. Friendly to modern sensibilities, let's put it that way. Um, it's also worth noting I don't know how many characters there are in the game, but I know for a fact that they've expanded the roster. So, albeit maybe if you don't die as much as we did, you can maybe complete a run in 60 to 90 minutes. Uh, there is a lot of replay value because each character plays vastly differently. So, uh, the two we played as are the ninja, who is a big hulking brute um, who has a ground dash, but like almost no aerial game. Um, and oh, what was the female character called? A, a female ninja, anyway, who is very, very focused on aerial, but can get like battered about like nobody's business um, at any kind of close quarters. The game also, I should say, has a really, really cool grappling mechanic where if you walk into a, an enemy, you'll just pick them up. Uh, but also, if you're like, too aggressive with that, they'll pick you up. And so there's this interesting risk of do I lead with a punch? Or do I walk in and see if I can grab them first kind of thing? Um, Yeah, really, really positive on this one. I think it's well worth a look if that's what you are looking for. Um, Yeah, two to go. Mighty Switch Force 2 is the penultimate of my completions. Not as good as Mighty Switch Force 1. So these are games developed by WayForward. Uh, They are puzzle platformers. Uh, Short and sweet, they're eShop exclusives. Each one has, I think, 16 levels in them. Half of the value comes from completing the level, which involves capturing five escaped people and then uh, reaching an exit point. The other half comes from doing all of that in a really aggressively tight part time, which fuck that personally. Like, I just can't be bothered. So I played these games to like complete the puzzle and get to the end of the level. That's the beginning and the end of it. Uh, What the second game does, interestingly, the first game is like you as a policewoman capturing escaped prisoners um the second game is essentially a pallet swap in a lot of ways so it makes you a um, uh, a firefighter capturing people stuck in burning places. what that means is instead of a straight firing pistol you have this really weird fire hose that doesn't shoot straight that doesn't shoot at a specific angle it kind of spurts up and spurts down and it makes it really really fucking hard to control um and That is something that you find with all of the changes they made to the sequel. Everything is kind of to make the game a little bit worse overall, which is a shame. And it is a little bit worse. It's not a lot worse. Like this is still a a fun couple of hours of playing. But I think it's only really for people who played the first one and desperately need to scratch that itch. Or people like myself who with the impending eShop closure had bought some games they might otherwise have bought with eShop credit that they had lying around. So you can get this as like a package on Steam now. I think it comes with the first two Switch Force games. There are two like spin-offs. I think the first one like is the one to play and then see how you feel about the others. But if you can get the package on a sale, it's worth checking out. It's not the kind of thing that's going to change anyone's mind. So like for yourself, Alex, I, I wouldn't imagine that puzzle platforming is going to be something that this would change your mind on. Like, it's an okay puzzle platformer. There's a a fun sort of block-switching foreground-background mechanic. The 3D is good enough, but at its core, it's a pretty by-the-numbers puzzle platformer.
2: Yeah, puzzle platformers have always been hit or miss for me. No.
0: It's uh, interesting enough. (laughs) No, and if it wasn't so short and I didn't already own it, and I hadn't already gotten halfway through by the time it... It's one of those, like... Eh, I'm close enough, I'll finish it. But I I get what you mean. I wasn't super enthusiastic by the end either. Um, Yeah. And then the last game, this is a fun little one on mobile called Automatoys. I think I touched on it briefly last time. I honestly don't remember. Um, It's like little um, Rube Goldberg-esque machines that you have to get the ball from the start of to the end of. It's just a little time waster on mobile. Like It's not a difficult game. There is a degree of challenge. There's certain bits that need timing and judging properly. Um, I also kind of like the business model. Like there's 12 levels. You get the first three for free. You pay £2.50 and you get all the rest. Uh, And I was happy to pay that and just get the game. Um, Fun little one. Easy recommend on the basis that we all have phones. Lol. Um, (laughs) And (laughs) don't, well, don't you all? And you get a quarter of the game for free, and if you have your fill there, just delete it. Like it, it's go and check it out, go and give it a try. It's it's made with pure joy, and you can tell that playing it. Like it's all clean lines. The balls have got little happy faces on them. They, there's such a a joy in motion about this game, um, and I really liked poking through it. Yeah, so that's me, and no gacha mechanics, so automatically better than. Um, Fuck, where's it gone guardian tales
1: <laughs> <laughs> um i
0: knew that was coming had to do it
2: <laughs> well i'll give uh, you a brief momentary break as we talk about retirements because i have one to the sad um sorry if, if you're listening <laughs> um crusaders crusader kings three um i've retired and you know, honestly, it's this is kind of the same story as when I was playing uh, Civilization 6. It's just it's it's just too much. And like I also think it was the wrong time for me to try this game because like I mentioned last week I've been getting back into the Middle Earth Strategy Battle Game and like it's a, it's a very streamlined game, but there are a lot of things to learn, right? And like I only have so much space. <laughs> for complicated games in my brain right now
0: and crusader- is it like that simpsons bit where he like learns to make wine and he forgets out to drive
2: yes exactly exactly it like i was like oh bro no there's just no fucking way i could
0: because also like
2: and, and to be fair to crusader kings 3 which i i think it does something a little bit maybe better than civ does wherein i think you can kind of play that game and still have fun even if you've got no fucking clue what you're doing but it does feel a little dispiriting because you're just like, I don't understand. Like what are these little buildings that I'm making in all these places? Like what, what kind of resources should I be going for? What's going on? I mean, how do I make that happen? Oh, let me go pull up the wiki guide (laughs) as you unscroll like 3000 pages of like how to play the game. And then go watch 13 hours of, you know, new to the game tutorials from, you know, good players who are just like explaining it to you and, in, you know, hour-long videos because that's how much it takes. Um, which, like, again, it's it's like a... It's both a good thing and a bad thing, right? Because, like, first off, it's awesome that this game is so complex, right? And so, like, varied and long. That's really cool because not a lot of freaking, um, you know, companies would make games this sort of intricate. But... <laughs> That's sort of like it's the good and the bad, right? It's so intricate. Thus, I can't get the fucking into it because it's so intricate. And unless you're like, you know, like it's like it, it's kind of a lose-lose situation <laughs> where like um or a win-lose, I guess. Cause like for those who it really works, it's gonna really work, but it's going to exclude so many people. And I don't know what, I don't think there's anything you can do about that. You know, there's no solution to this. Like they made a pretty decent tutorial. I think it was, it was pretty fun. But then also like, you know, when you play a tutorial and you think you know how to play the
0: game. (laughs) Then you end the the game and you're like, I do not know how to play the game. Yeah. Cause like the
2: tutorial, what they do, I think is very smart because they essentially set you up in Ireland and like the tutorial is just a game right? And they give you lots of, like, they set you up for the first, like, few turns. But then when they let you loose, you're like, uh, oh, no. Now what? Because <laughs> you just have no idea what to do now. <laughs> because the, the thing in Crusader Kings 3 that makes it so awesome is that it's very open, right? And really, you're just trying to kind of maintain your dynasty, but there's so much you can do. So what becomes challenging is understanding what you should be doing, right? Like, okay, well, I have a turn. So what should I be doing in this turn? And the game is pretty good at giving you some hints, like it's like, "Oh, try this, try this." But eventually, there's just nothing for you to do except maybe fast forward time. But then you're a little con- then you're a little concerned because you're like, "Okay, am I am I skipping something? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, you're like, am I not doing something I should be doing? Like, am I fucking myself over? And I don't know. It just made me very like, ah, shit. Um. So yeah, like, I, I, I do think this game, unlike Civ 6, is a game that I probably will come back to someday. Mostly because of that Lord of the Rings mod that they've made for it, which like, I'm a sucker for any of that shit. And, like, it seems like it's just getting better and better and better. So, like, I could envision myself someday coming back just to try that out. And, like, honestly, maybe that familiar lore and skin will, like, make it more digestible to me, you know? Um, But in the meantime, I'm just kind of like, this game's too much. It's just too much. (laughs) But I enjoyed all the murdering, backstabbing, and um, training of my sires. (laughs) that was fun (laughs) but other than that i'm done uh paula i think you'd like this game a lot actually i think you would uh you'd very much enjoy it because it's like it's it's a real mix of the intensity of age of empires and the like slow paces of civ 6 because it's it has an auto fast forward where like you can increase time like a lot so that the game just goes like, like fast forwards until there's a decision for you to make which i think is like a really neat compromise whereas you know you play civ 6 and you're just kind of like
1: Fuck. waiting forever oh my god yeah, and especially I really people. dislike like civilization 6 because of that like um i need a game that has like the something that's quick paced, like mm-hmm. age of vampires where you have to make decisions on the fly because if I have to sit down and play six six, I'd rather just not play anything <laughs> ever again because it it just doesn't hold my attention too well. No. So anything that is turn based like grand strategy turn based is a hit or miss for me.
2: Yeah, and that's like I'm I'm with you there too. Like I'm in that same boat. And that's why I find this game interesting because of the fact that it kind of um it, it it somehow like manages to like make its cake and eat it too, or get its cake, whatever that expression is. What's that expression? Bake your cake and eat it. Too. Have, you, it's,
0: have like, its cake and eat it. Have yeah. Have its
2: cake and eat it too. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, it's grand strategy and it can go very slowly and you could make it, but it's not even like really in turns. Like it kind of is, but like at the same time, you can just fast forward so quickly that you feel like you're making real time decisions, which I think is like a really, um, because, like, time just constantly moves forward in it. It's not going on that, like, like, you basically, you can pause and unpause time. That's how it works, right? So, like, decisions come up, and then you can make those decisions, and then you can just, like, unpause time and keep going. Or you can just let time go while you make decisions, which I wouldn't recommend, but you can do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it, like, it just kind of feels, like, more accessible in that sense. Um, because, again, and, and, and I suppose too, like, for argument's sake, Civ 6 is, I think, a little more geared towards play with others which that slow turn base you know gameplay makes sense in that world whereas crusader kings 3 is clearly meant to be enjoyed on your own um and so but then at the same time it's like well okay like even if anyway i don't know i, I just have issues with civ 6 because again you could like skip the turns but then you you have to see what your enemy's doing you know <laughs> like especially if they're like yeah. in your area so you're just like All right, I'm going to watch all their little horses move over here. And then let's watch those horses move over here. and then 25 more turns before my temple's built. Okay. (laughs) You're just like, fuck! (laughs) Losing your mind, right? Yeah. Uh, Anyway, that's it for me for Crusaders Kings 3. Great game. Like, it's probably like a 10 out of 10 game. Like, honestly. Like, for the amount of shit in there, it's just unfortunately I can't access it. (laughs) Uh, Rick, tell me about it. Oh, poor Donkey Kong Country. I mean, I, I think I yep. know why this is retired, but yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I hope the audience is sick of my yeah, voice because I've got four the, retirements. I got lots to talk um, about with all <laughs> of them though, so let's go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sorry. Donkey Kong Country is this month's game of the month. It's also my first retirement of this episode. I just couldn't get on with it. Like I found the physics not quite right. Um, the graphics look phenomenal for the time but still like a little bit uncanny valley e like it didn't look quite right and it threw me off a little bit it was a bit weird um mm. just wasn't just wasn't working for me like as a package um i also have to say i find like the 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 life system to the extent that it has one a bit annoying in the sense that you have a character traipsing around and then you don't and then you're dead. Um, <laughs> it,
2: yeah, welcome <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, well, it's a hard game. No, like, listen, I, I get it. Like, it, it's quite a challenging game. I grew up playing this one on the Game Boy Color and like, it was hard as fuck. It took me, it took me years to beat this game as a kid. And that's the uh,
0: GBC version. My God, I dread to think how little like foresight you have on that screen.
2: They were, you know what? I have to say they were pretty good about it. Like, I, I really think that one is is like quite playable because they were able to like zoom the camera out when needed to. Um. So I, I don't know. But then again, that could just be me. Like, I also played Super Mario Brothers, the first one on the GBC, right? Like, I played a lot of these platformers with, like, limited view windows, and somehow I was okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I would I would agree, with you, the SNES version is the way to do it. <laughs> if you're going to do it, that's the way. And save it. Save it. Mm-hmm. Because when you get to the mine carts, bro. Actually, you know what? That's probably why the mine carts fucking killed me, because I could not... I couldn't see what see I was gonna anything. land on. Um so Yeah, you'd have
0: to memorize it.
2: I did. I I literally had the minecart levels memorized. Um I knew exactly when it was coming, and it was like I had like rhythmic button presses hit. I was like, now, 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 wait, now, yeah. wait, now. Like, that's how that game went for me. And I loved it, the shit out of it. Like the music is incredible. But it's also a platformer that is, I think, of an era and also requires that you kind of have nothing else that you need to get done. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, that's probably fair.
2: Yeah, like if you if you have other games around, you're not you're probably not sticking around with this one. Like, it's just not happening unless you've got some nostalgia. But if you're like younger and you don't have much, this game is going to be like the fucking best shit you've played in a long time, Um, which Hmm. is an issue with a lot of games, I think, from the '90s in general, right? Like, there is that, and I
0: I think it's the same as like my takeaway with Super Mario World. Like, yeah if I'd played this game when it came out, I probably would think it was the best thing ever to be made ever, or like, you know, ranking up there. Yeah. It, coming to it fresh in 22, having not particularly liked Donkey Kong Country Returns, or, mm-hmm. or not really liked the difficulty curve of that, let's say, like I thought the game was fine. Um, this was never really going to be for me. I did yeah. try and give it a fair shake, but realized very, very quickly that it wasn't the one. Um, more disappointing for me personally, it's my second retirement, and for you as well, I imagine, Uh the remake of Resident Evil 2.
3: Yeah.
0: In the year of our Lord 2020, which is when this game came out, I think, um eight box inventory systems shouldn't be a thing. Oh, And if no. they should, and if <laughs> they should, let me fucking finish.
2: I'll let you finish, but <laughs> you're wrong, but keep going. <laughs> if
0: they should, yeah. I should be able to reload my gun with ammunition that i find without having to open a fucking inventory slot up first that that's not good design that's fucking dumb wait
2: what what couldn't you do
0: i couldn't so i i got into a situation where i had a gun single bullet left like Mm. two two um narrative like puzzle items in my inventory Mm -hmm. that you can't drop Because you can't put an item down and come back to it later. If you drop it, it's gone forever. Because, you know, that's how reality works. Um, And I had full inventory. Yeah. One bullet in the gun. Ten bullets of ammunition on the side. No, you can't put them in the gun. You have to put them in a slot first.
2: Yeah. Oh, Oh, in the side you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah
0: go on defend that yeah oh i can defend Uh, it that's the whole point of this game
2: it's it's inventory management it's survival horror you have to be planning out your moves ahead of time and in particular you have to be making sure that you're using what you got um and you got to find your attache cage upgrades. um
0: i i would like to quote a host on this podcast from like ages ago oh gone? you're
2: talking about the divinity original sin the issue no, is no, that... no 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 no,
0: I'm, no. i'm here to talk about the title of episode 27 of this here podcast i'm not here to sort inventory
2: i know that's divinity original sin i know exactly what you're talking about
0: uh <laughs> no, i don't care i'm not here to sort no, it in resident evil either
2: yeah no i get you the issue with um like divinity at least for me like that was one where you get so many items that you're constantly just trying to get rid of shit um which is like really annoying like there's no mechanic to it right it's just like it's just too much stuff uh whereas in this one the main kind of point with the game is that you're constantly on the back end you can't hog resources you got to be using your resources as you go along
0: right um which is fair if i could put things down and come back to them that that one thing and as an addendum if i could put the bullets in my gun without having to clear an inventory slot first those things would make it okay
2: can't you do that with the combine button
0: uh only if it's already in your inventory
2: Oh, only if Unless I was being already, really done. Uh, Had you combined all I mean, of your... Tell uh, me, tell uh, me the sure comments you can. if I'm I've, wrong. I've done it before where you just combine it with... Um, you have to combine and then you click it on the thing and it pops in. But you know what your problem is, is that if you don't have enough um, space within your gun, right? So that's also the question, like how many bullets you can hold within the gun? Um, because usually you could do it um, if you have enough space and then it wouldn't create leftover. Because the problem is that, you know... They're saying like, well, you can't just like load it up and then have leftover that you discard. It's like, well, that's not really. They're like, no, you got to be able to place it in. So then the question is, had you like combined all your herbs and stuff?
0: Yeah. Yeah, you had all your. I'd I'd stack three away, so I I had eight items in my inventory. There's a stretch right about an hour in when you're in the police station and searching around where you pick up minus spoilers bolt cutters, Mm -hmm. and then there's like the hand that goes on the statue. And then there's a wheel that you need to turn a thing. And then there's like another key item. That's already four slots if you had room for all. Yeah, wall, you got to start going to
2: use had, the key I item.
0: Had co- <laughs> I, I had not found the bits to use them yet. It's yeah. silly. If I could put it down and come back to it, that'd be fine. But once you've picked it up, you're not allowed to drop it ever until you've used it. Yeah,
2: again, that's the survival horror element. I mean, I understand not ah, like That's I'm not about it. I get it. I totally get it. But that's kind of the whole game. Remember, I played an entire game about sorting inventory. <laughs> Safe room is it's fine. The, is the but but it's,
0: um, it's not for me. So, yeah. I, like, the, the core I say, game was oh, okay. I, 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 I was just going to say, like, it, it wasn't really working for me as a whole anyway. Like, it was fine. But, eh.
2: Yeah, I understand. So just like the inventory management. But, like, it is, like... Directly built into the design of the game and like of the the gameplay, like that's like the chief kind of point of it. So like at the point you've gotten to, right, where you're like, oh shoot, I can't reload that. Um, there's that thing where it goes like, okay, so I leave my ammo here and I have to clearly go solve some puzzles, right? Because now you have enough material, you got you got to start getting rid of them. Because part of the like reason that they do this, at least part of the design philosophy within, it, is that as you pick up key items. They don't want you to ignore your key items, right? Like you've got these key items, and they're taking up inventory space. So now you got to figure out how do I use these key items, and what puzzles do they unlock, and then you can free up more space within your inventory um, and get more space for it as well, because you can you can eventually get more and more space for your for your inventory slots. So it's like, I don't know. For me, I feel like it, it all feeds into each other. Now, I, I again, I understand just not liking that kind of gameplay. That that's fine. Um, but I, I think it I think it's very justified within Resident Evil as to why they do this, right? Like it's not just like, um, you know, when they're updating it, they could have just gotten rid of it, but there is like a reason why you maintain that smaller amount of inventory because it's it's not trying to be like, ooh, you're a perfect action star. It's like, no, you're in a difficult situation and you, you have a limited amount of resources. Now, they do break it later. If you beat the game and stuff, they can give you shit to just go hog wild, right? um and that's sort of like what i kind of love reds and evils that they let you have your cake and eat it too <laughs> so you got to play through intended way but then you can just kind of fuck around when you when you finish it um because they can give you unlimited ammo and stuff for weapons and whatnot um but i don't know
0: i hear all of that no thank you <laughs> and that's fair like i said <laughs> sometimes you're just not gonna like it uh, it's yeah i i think my frustration recognizing that it's an intentional design choice my frustration is that there isn't the scope for you to say okay fair enough i've bitten off more than i can chew here let me put a couple of these items down even if it Wait a minute. break the logic and Wait say you can't lose these forever you no, do no know no about no, no, no. the
2: storage chests right
0: i do but that's all well and good if you're right by a storage test mm-hmm. if you've overextended yourself and you can't get back to the storage chest. Right. But then that's <laughs> no good if you then die and you've got to just do the whole fucking thing again. But if you say, okay, I took this up, even if Olive Branch, I would accept if they said, well, no, look, like we don't want you to lose where you've put this item down because you kind of soft lock yourself out of the game. Yeah. You if you drop this box. key item, it goes back to where it originally found. I could stomach that. I could stomach that. Yeah, that's what I can't stomach is that, right? oh, no, tough shit. You've got, like, three key items in that you can't drop and other things that, like, you're probably going to need. It just doesn't work for me. I didn't again, enjoy it. I wasn't having yeah,
2: fun. Again, I totally get what you're saying. But, again, it's, it's forcing you to make that choice. Drop some health, get your ammo, or go back, right? And that's what I think I love about the series, that you have to make choices because you never get to play optimally within a Resident Evil game. You have to be deciding what's going to work for you and you're going to get stuck in tough choices where you have to do things that you're like, fuck, no, I wish I could just do this. And it's like, sorry, bud, you can't. Um, so anyway, again, well, I, I am just only saw
0: the game, it, which is what yeah. I ended up doing. Yeah. yeah. And
2: that's fine. But um, I don't know. I, I fucking love that game. That game for me is like one of the best games ever made, especially the, that remake. Like, fuck, man. They just... Yeah.
0: And I, I definitely recognize the quality of the game. It's just not for me. Yeah, um, where's the agenda gone? I need to go back to our show link notes. To the because I've gone searching... Yeah, and this, this is very much a software attire. I was having fun <laughs> with this. I just wasn't making the time for it. Um, I think, you know, looking at my playing and looking at my beaten, it's a lot of shorter. I, to put it kindly, a bit more mindless games, mm. and, and that's where I'm at at the moment. So A Link to the Past is one I want to come back to when I can really give it a bit more mind share, a bit more time. Um, also, worth saying, like, I'm playing this on an original cartridge, on original hardware. Mm. I don't massively trust the save feature because <laughs> I used it once and it shunted me to the start of a dungeon, and that that is kind of a problem because there's a, a degree of hesitancy to. If I go and play this, how much progress am I going to lose if I can't if I can't come back to it, or if I put it to sleep and it runs out battery before I come back to it because it has got a sleep function in yeah. that game. But you know, it, all of those things, it's all um, not roadblocks, but it's all um yeah no let's go with that it's roadblocks it, it's yeah. it's barriers to me like wanting to go and play the game i
2: think you're right though i forgot about that like i'm pretty sure its save system is just beginning of dungeon instead of like yeah mm. like it doesn't have like a save in a room feature which is really
0: fucking annoying. and so the, <laughs> the silly thing is what i'm probably going to end up doing is downloading a rom
2: yeah, yeah whatever i'm you playing at
0: my flash cart where i can save state instead of like playing on original hardware because of the limit of said hardware anyway
1: isn't this one? On um, Switch, I
0: too? will. I will be coming back to that. Sorry, it's on.
1: on Switch. It's on Switch too. You it can is do it on too. the NSO.
0: Yeah, but then I'd have to play for Nintendo's shitty online service. Oh, I already you don't have own. That. Okay. No, right? Yeah. No, fuck, fuck, no. I just I, have. I already with own... A bunch of
2: friends, so it's like a couple bucks. Just
0: nice. <laughs> I I already own um Oh, what are they called the not the EverDrive, the other one. Uh, uh, easy, easy flash, flash? yeah oh, easy, easy flash, flash. yeah. Flash. i already own one of those i have a nice <laughs> gba with a, a backlit screen on it so he, no no i'm not paying nintendo money to loan a rom um when i own the cartridge i can just download a <laughs> copy of the rock yeah no. easy
2: flash and i have a bad history but
0: i i remember i mean mine's been <laughs> good to yeah, me I
2: do.
0: touch wood fucking corrupted so um, much
2: shit for me but anyway it's fine it's fine everything's fine <laughs>
0: forget what it is this is such a tangent but they've got something different about them that's supposed to eliminate any risk of the issue that you've had like the definitive anyway what does um last oh i had their
2: nice new one they're full of shit man they tell you that shit they're (laughs) full of shit they say that because who the fuck is gonna call them on that shit right like what are you gonna fucking do do a lawsuit against the guy selling basically illegal shit uh, fuck off right like it's like they're not gonna like there's nothing you could do they say oh it won't lose it but then they say like ah it's your fault and you're like okay thanks right because then you got a problem right because like if you do want to raise issue with them It's like, well, what were you doing with it? And it's like, oh, I was playing a bunch of illegal games and your fucking shit didn't work. And then like, well, you know what I mean, right? I I don't have a single leg to stand on. Like, they're just like, oh no, our system's for people who legally remove their ROMs and put them onto this thing. Um, It's for
0: playing homebrew.
2: Yeah, exactly, right? Like, fuck. (laughs) Like, they, they, they can say whatever they want and no one can touch them. Because like, it doesn't fucking matter. How do you test it? They can just test it with shit that's like, Anyway, fuck. Drives me nuts. But no, they, they're they cheaper for a reason. And it's fine. Like, fine, I get it. But they are cheaper for a reason. Everdrive never done me wrong.
0: <laughs> Metal Slug 3D. Which is my final retirement. There's the makings of a good game in this. Uh, this being a, a Japan only. I said that quite weirdly. This, this being a Japan only. Um, Japan only. 3D third person shooter. Uh, spin-off of the metal slug franchise uh it kind of controls like garbage which isn't ideal um it's pretty clunky and it's coming up against a really really refined counterpart and it, it it never is going to measure up um i emulated this i played it for a little bit it's all the dialogue is voiced in English, even though most of the menus are still in Japanese, it's very, very playable. Um, but then from a mechanical standpoint, it's actually not very playable. And I also don't know if this is emulation or this was me, but like I couldn't get the metal slug itself to control properly. Um, it, it was only turning in one direction. So I was having to turn left three times to turn right sort of things, which really, really not. Okay. I, I don't think it was emulation because, like, I was moving fine in the other direction when I was on foot. It was literally only when I got into the tank. I don't know what was going on there. Um, but even besides that, like, it didn't control super well. And I wasn't enthusiastic about playing it anymore. So that one's a shame. But it is what it is. I won't shed a tear for it. Um, yeah, so that's that's all of my, and by extension, our retirements. Uh, Paola, do you want to jump in and and tell us about what you've been playing?
1: Yeah, give me a second to just open up the agenda again. Well, I've been, oh, there's so much I've been playing. (laughs) Yeah, of course. I've been covered in homework and I swear my life has been produced to databases and everything is a database and I hate it. Um, But that aside, I've been playing two games right now because homework and that wa- first of all guardian tales choker and mm. i've been uh, trying to make some progress with the story and i have to say it is pretty fine because like everyone just got uh, resized to the size of an ant literally and the current World or stage that I'm at is the inn where our characters like pretty much go to rest and have fun and eat and whatnot. And we have to like walk through the tables, try not to be squashed by the innkeeper because she thinks we are like pesky insects insects on, on the table. And there's a war between the gnomes that and the ants. So obviously I have to squash on an ants in the in in the meantime, like just to get to the fairy that turns us into ant sized uh, characters and kick their butt and try them try to have them return us to our current like to our um uh, former type. The storyline, like so far, is fun, cute, like nothing groundbreaking, really, but it's enough to just get me through the game and have me play some stages. And I've also been um, trying to uh, progress make some more progress on on the tower section of the game, where you pretty much like climb a tower where you have to either um solve a puzzle like on a level or just kill everything on on another level so the puzzles are pretty stupid like there's one specific kind of puzzle that i really dislike where you have to press a button to uh, lower some barriers and then you have a limited time uh, amount of time to get through all of the barriers so they put uh, like Obstacles like uh, disappearing ghosts or appearing ghosts. And they put like spiky stuff, so the spiky moving objects. So you have to avoid them if you don't want to, if you want to make it in time, pretty much. And for some reason, I always make it like just in the nick of time after like three or so attempts at the very least. And it drives me nuts. I really don't like that kind of stage. The other puzzles, like there are some very smartly designed block puzzles that I really like, but racing against the clock is not my thing ever. Like, I don't like that. Um, That being said, we've started another banner on the Guardian Tales universe. Um, And this one, I'm trying to get what is essentially Team Rocket, which is the Mad Panda Trio which are a trio of villains that try to get in the way of the heroes and always fail. So yeah, Team Rocket, they are pretty ridiculous too. And if you see like the designs of the Mad Manda trio, yeah, it is heavily inspired on Team Rocket. Um, to the point where the female character is a red cat with very long hair. So, yeah. and. And the panda is useless as Meowth, like Meowth doesn't know how to fight because he learned how to talk, so he didn't learn how to fight because reasons inside the Pokemon universe. um, And the panda is all talk and all all bark and all all bite very much, yeah. And uh, that would be it for Garden Tales. Uh, For the other game that I'm playing, that is a fan-made game that is currently on Alpha, is PokéWilds. That is, it is an open world to the Pokémon adventure.
3: Hmm.
1: Where you start, like, on a beach, with nothing, and you pretty much have to befriend Pokemon, build a shelter, and try to explore the, wor- the world around you. There isn't like really a story. It is completely up to you on what you do if you want to build a, a beautiful house and a, and a farm with all spirals or whatever. But I like to explore, so I got myself a Ponyta, which allows you to jump up and down ledges. And I got myself some Pokemon that can dig or cut trees or smash rocks so I can have I can explore more of the world. I'm also it trying to good.
0: Sorry go on. What? No, it sorry, go like ahead. That? Sorry, I was just gonna say it looks like um a weird sort of Gen 2 Pokemon Minecrafty mashup. There's so many people just making their own random shit in this.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: That, that, is, it. that
1: is exactly what it is. Huh. And I would recommend uh, anyone who is interested in the game but just like wants to like watch what this is about without uh, playing it or before playing it, go watch Point Crow's uh, video on Wilds because they're... Uh, the guy made himself a Nemesis that an MSC study scenario those because if you steal eggs from a Pokemon, of course, the Pokemon is gonna chase after you. Or if you try to to talk to an aggressive Pokemon, the Pokemon is gonna go after you. If you've talked to a, a friendly Pokemon, you can just add them to your party, but you still have that six Pokemon limit in your party, but mm. you can just leave them like roaming around your house or on a pen or whatever. Uh, so it's not like you are going to lose your Pokemon forever if you just leave them alone. They they, they stay in the vicinity, so that's not that really a problem. Um, mm-hmm. You actually found the Cinnabar Mansion and Unbel a little bit of story, uh, which I'm not going to spoil. I haven't found the Cinnabar Mansion, which is kind of sad, because I really want to go there. But I've been exploring a snowy place. And yeah, pretty much grassy and snowy places. I haven't got to like deserts or like, I haven't got a Pokemon with surf, so I can't go into the water yet. But every Pokemon has uh a... not every Pokemon, not every Pokemon has it. Like most Pokemon have a unique move. Which allows you to interact with the world. For example, the matchup you start with has the move build, which allows you to build a base given you have the materials. Oh, if you use a Pokemon with cut, what happens?
0: It's just I love that one. The starting Pokemon is your matchup, and two, that's your builder. Yep. I'm just imagining a matchup in a hard hat, just like laying bricks, and I love it.
1: Yeah. I, I didn't think about that, it is lovely. <laughs> mm-hmm. You also have access to Pokémon with Cut, which allows you to, to cut trees or like grass, the small trees or trees, depending on the level of the Pokémon. And I was lucky enough to get a Jump bluff, which was friendly, so I didn't have to fight it to get it. And I can cut my way through pretty much everything you could get, for example, a Pokemon with Dig, which is, for example, up, and you can dig and get like sand, uh, clay, uh, ice, or whatever materials that you can get that way. And the other example that I wanna give is that if you get a Ponyta, you can just ride on the Ponyta, and if it is nighttime, the Ponyta will just illuminate the the space around it, because it is a fire time and it has flames, which is uh, very nice when you want to explore the world. And I feel like this game has a lot of potential, really, depending on, like, right now, there's a, I don't know if it's a small community or a large community. There's a community that really likes the game and does a lot of stuff with it and tries to to give feedback feedback, to see what else can be added. Um, And even if the game isn't quite finished, it's still there's a lot to do in it, which is fine. I don't think I will be, I I don't know if I will be playing a lot of this because there's not really an end game to be had,
3: Mm.
1: or at least not that I've seen yet. And I still need like that little drive to get me to play the game, like in Slime Rancher, where you have to find the notes of the previous rancher. Games like Minecraft just aren't my thing usually. Mm. But Pokémon okay, Wells is fun enough for now. Well, I still, I still need to have time to play uh, longer games or story-focused games. So it will, it will have to to do right now. Mm. So. Who of you want to jump in next?
0: I think we've heard too much of my voice, Alex. You <laughs> sure, I'll, <laughs> I'll take it
2: away here. Uh, I'm still on my Lord of the Rings kick because it'll never end. Um, but uh, I played more of middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor. I think I'm pretty far through it now, actually. I'm probably close to the end. Um, I've just been sort of blasting through it. Again, it's it's just very fun. Like, um, I I've, think I've done most of the, like, sword and dagger and like bow combat um trial thingies that they do which they give you a really good incentive to do them considering that you can get like uh like just upgrade money to buy like better um like skill pathways for it um i do like how you know at first when i started i was a little bit like i don't know if i like how they've like gated some of your progression um through like doing things in the game but then i'm also like I mean, I guess that's kind of the point. Like (laughs) the game wants you to play the game. So like they lock ability upgrades through like the power level that you have. And so you can increase your power level by engaging with the like Sauron's army, you know, concept and like playing through struggles and stuff and, uh, you know, going and messing up captains and whatnot. And like, that's just really, really fun. And I do like the kind of gradual increasing of your power as you're going through it. Um, because I do feel like they do it in a way, I don't know. I like that. I get to choose the ones that I really want because it's like really allowing me to kind of like decide my kind of play style. You do kind of realize like the game, I think does a really good job of introducing varied enemy types that force you to change up your play style. Because again, I I think it even does this maybe a bit better than Arkham did because Arkham like let's be honest. It often just was like you're beating the shit out of a bunch of dudes, here's your hit your execution, beat the shit out of a bunch of dudes, here's your execution. Oh, that guy has a knife. Use your back cape. Okay, keep going. You know, like it was like very sort of simple in that sense.
0: By Whereas, the numbers yeah.
2: Yeah, if you try that in this game, you get fucked. Because, like, they're really be like, no, nah, no, nah, you got a guy with a throwing spear over there. That guy's shooting you up here. This dude has two swords, so you're fucked. That guy with the shield, he's just going to bounce you off of him, so you can't go over him. Like, you got to mix up your tactics, man. Shoot some guys with your bow when you have focus. Uh, You know, peel off and go hit that guy with a throwing spear. Like, do a stun on this guy to build up your combo. Like, it just feels more interesting. And the game is at its least interesting when they get you to do situations like for instance I remember one of the combat ones was just like you know defeat 50 Uruks and they're all pretty simple Uruks because they want you to be able to get like a um, uh, a combo run of 100 and that was kind of mindless because you're like well I'm really just hitting the, uh, the X button and waiting for the Y to hit up and then I'm smashing <coughs> in executions um, so yeah. th- at that point it's like now luckily those are far and few between that's not like a common thing in the game It's just, it is a moment where you're like, oh, okay, this game as a whole is much better than when you try to just isolate little moments of it, Um, which I think is a kind of a testament to its systems. Like its systems work best when you can use them all, right? Um, And fortunately that is the vast majority of the game. (laughs) So that's not like a big deal, but it is just interesting when you come down to it and you're like, oh yeah, the individual parts of this are well made, but they're not that much fun. What's actually fun is the mixing of them together to create really unique, fun things. Like being able to fucking, and again, this is, I think, where in its fantasy setting makes it so much fun because you can just do whatever the fuck you want. And like the fact that I can have like a bow where I can aim the bow, shoot it, and immediately transport over to that enemy, by an upgrade where it will kill them immediately, like, holy fuck, I'm shooting all over the battlefield, setting up like stealth kills, and like going through to the point where you can be like, you get to the end and you just stealth kill one of their captains or you brutalize them, which that's another cool thing, right? Like, again, I compare it to Batman a lot because, you know, Batman is the, the closest thing to this game, frankly. Like this game is Arkham City, but Lord of the Rings. Um, But the fact that you, you know, Batman can't kill, right? Despite the fact that he... He kills a lot of motherfuckers in that game. <laughs> like, I refuse to believe those people don't die. Like, you see him come Knight right is leg. my
0: favorite. It's like, oh, they're special non-lethal rockets that the cars <laughs> fire. Yeah.
2: They're drones.
0: Don't worry about it. It's yeah. just machinery. When you run over, they're just really badly injured.
2: It's the classic, like, Saturday morning cartoon thing where all the villains have robots because you can blow up robots and no one cares.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: But what if they're sentient, though? Anyway, it's just like, I, I love it because you're like, in this game, it's like, no, 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 Talion drops down and he just fucking like knifes a guy in the throat and like slices his head off and then like rips legs off. And he's like, ah, <laughs> you're just like, holy shit. This guy's fucking crazy. Um, So yeah, it's really, really fun. And I'm really, I'm liking it a lot again. And it, it's reminding me of I, I, One thing about it that is interesting is like the character design, it, it's like there was that time, you know, where like, characters were made big <laughs> you know what i mean like in terms of their design and like everybody looks like they're a little too girthy in this game like everyone's hands everyone's are like, an
0: inverted triangle
2: yeah yeah they're very like gears of war you know where they're like hey, we are men and you're just like you look kind of weird like i get it i get it you're tough dudes but like it's a little off um like the Love fact Yeah, Celebrimbor looks normal, you know, because he's an elf, and so the elves are allowed to be, you know, like, thinner. But, like, the men, because, you know, they're hearty, they must be big, big, beefy dudes. (laughs) It's just... It's just... It's also weird because you're a ranger. So, like... It wouldn't really make anyway. It just doesn't really make sense that he's like super overly buff because like his whole point is that he travels long distances managing those kinds, kinds
0: of calories. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, like it, it is also somebody <laughs> saved from death by being bound with the spirit. And exactly. That's problem. Right. No, I know. It's just I
2: always found it funny because I'm just like that design style. It's just I don't know. It it looks. They look weird. They look weird. They look Cro-Magnon, You know. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the, a different time uh i'm also playing castlevania order of ecclesia ecclesia i have not Ooh. gotten any further
3: Ooh. i'll
2: get there eventually <laughs> <laughs> uh it's great though it's great what i did pick up though uh there's a lord of the rings tactics game on the psp mm-hmm. and it's actually pretty good uh yeah it's hard as fuck, I have to say, actually. It is genuinely, <laughs> you have to be genuinely tactical in this game. Um, to the point where, like, so it looks really good, which is kind of wild. Um, and the way it works. So, and, so here's what's interesting. Because when we talked about the third age, right? This is still, this was made in the time, it's 2005. So it was still made in the time where they were using the movies in the games, right? And so they would use just, like, movie footage to kind of be, like, the cutscenes for the game. But it actually looks great on the Vita because, again, it's a small screen. It's a pretty screen. The movie clips actually look good. Like, they look as good as any, like, YouTube video would. You know what I mean? Like, it's no 4K shit, but, like, it looks good. It doesn't look like compressed garbage like it did on the GameCube. (laughs) Um, So... I actually think I'm like, oh, this actually works better here. I still think it's lazy as fuck. And it's clearly because they didn't want to pay a company to make any kind of cutscenes for their game because they're like, no, just use the fucking video. What do you think this is? We're not giving you a lot of money for this shit. Good luck, yay. You know, (laughs) like that's a lot of what it feels like because you know that's what's going down. Um, Tactically, it is interesting because there's a lot of stuff that I actually, that I see in my, like the tabletop game that I'm playing. Uh, There's a lot of those mechanics within this game as well, which is kind of interesting. Cause like the, you know, like tactically, when you think about it, really like strategy battle games are basically tabletop games, um, in terms of how their movements work, right? Like you have like, Mm. you know, your move phase, your combat phase, though, obviously there's like shoot phases that are added into, into tabletop games as well. Um, but the way it works is like, a, you have like a cohort of basically six heroes that you, you you're using. Um, actually is it more, maybe it's eight heroes. Yeah, it's eight. You have Aragorn, Gimli, Legolas, Gandalf, Sam and Frodo. I don't know. Marion Pippin, I guess. Sorry. Um, I think maybe you can get them like you, some heroes you'll get as just like extras in when you're playing a level, but those eight are the ones that are, I think just track throughout the game. And so they kind of level up and you're given different scenarios as you play. And the scenarios are based on the movies. Um, But what's kind of interesting with this game is that it's not, um, so like it's free flowing movement, which is really interesting. So you select a character and then you'll decide on the path that they go, but you can set waypoints. So if you're like, okay, I want my character to move straight and then I want them to turn here. So you can hit, you can hit the, the little, uh, the square button and then it'll turn them. And then you can move a certain amount of distance wherever you have left so that you can decide their path. Because the way it works is that the enemy and you are going to move simultaneously, but you don't know where your enemy is going to move. Um, and if either of you come into contact, it's like it's considered like a zone of control. So then you're, you're stopped because the enemy has stopped you. And so now you're going to be forced to you don't necessarily have to fight them. You could use items or whatever, but they're going to stop your movement. And you're given really specific objectives in each mission. Which I think is really neat because in a lot of games like Fire Emblem, for instance, the objective is kill those motherfuckers, you know, <laughs> like even when there's an objective, it's kill the motherfuckers. Like there's very rarely ever actually an objective besides that, right? Like,
3: mm.
2: you know, I mean, Paolo, what do you think? You bag me up there. Like most of the time in Fire Emblem, it, the objective is basically just kill them all, right? Like, I mean, there's occasionally get to another spot, but it's basically kill them all. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like really on the other fire Emblems, such as um genealogy of the holy war, then you have the usually or usually the objective of defend the castle or get to the uh to the fortress or whatever.
3: Yeah. But
1: especially in new fire emblem the objective is ninety nine percent of the time is just kill them all. We yeah, is a little bit uninspired. Right.
2: And often the objectives too are just like, even if the objectives aren't kill them all, the way to get the objective is to kill them all, right? Like defend the castle, kill them all. Um, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like one of those things where it's like, or kill most of them. Um, whereas in this one, what's really fascinating is the objectives are very, very specific. And if you try to kill them all, you will probably die <laughs> because you can't. Like I was <laughs> playing, there was one with the Balrog. And so it tells you the objective where it's like, you have to get, your fellowship members except Gandalf across the bridge and they have to get past a troll that's there. So there's a troll and two goblin archers, but it tells you very specifically, you have to be past the troll. They don't really give a shit about the goblin archers, do whatever you want with them. Um, But the reality is you can't kill that fucking Balrog. Like, I mean, you could probably, but you're going to die. And if any of your fellowship dies, you're dead. So you have to make a decision of like, okay, who's my like tankier character that I have here? And how am I going to delay the Balrog from coming back? So uh, you have to sacrifice Gandalf, basically. And then you have to decide for yourself, okay, who am I taking out? So I tried it. I died twice. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to try different tactics here. I'm going to keep Gimli back a little bit. Um, and he's going to slice through the cave troll. So I like kill the cave troll, kill the two archers, get my weakest person across first, and then slowly retreat so that as the Balrog's coming back after killing Gandalf, my guys don't die as long as I'm just off that bridge before he gets there. And then you win. And there's other, you know, things where it's like, you have to damage this character by a certain amount, or you have to just kill this character. So like, I'm doing Amon Hen right now, which is, you know, the breaking of the fellowship. And in that moment, it's like, you have Boromir, but really only Frodo can't die, but you have to kill Lurtz. And so it's interesting because in the objectives they give you these hints to as to like, hey, here's maybe some tactics that might help. They're like, by the way, you might want to use Aragorn and Legolas to fuck up Lurts and you're probably gonna want to use Bormir to keep people away from Frodo. So good luck, right? <laughs> it's like shit. And i die the first time every time. Like I, I'd get to beat a mission on the first go, except for the very first one, because it was also a tutorial one, so you kind of know what to do. Um, but yeah, it's like it's like a surprisingly deep um tactics game and like attack like i've never played a tactics game like this one before and that could just betray my lack of like experience with tactics games but i'm like this is kind of neat um so and i think there's also like an evil campaign you could do and they give you optional missions as well which the optionals are basically ways to buff up your heroes because you're gonna fucking need it because like there are times where you're just like, shit, my heroes aren't strong enough right now. Um, so like, I'm about to do one where I buff up Aragorn and Legolas because I need some help with this almond Hen one. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a really cool game. I, I didn't I I didn't think it would be. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like PSP Lord of the Rings game. I don't know, but I'm like, this is actually pretty fun. Um, so yeah, if you like Lord of the Rings. I would actually highly recommend checking this out. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't like Lord of the Rings, I think you'd find it to be interesting. It's challenging. Um, so you could always lower the difficulty down, but it's like, a, it's the first time playing a tactics game where I'm like, huh, you're actually giving me a challenge, aren't you? And I'm like, okay, I actually have to be tactical here. I can't just be like, well, I'm just going to send all my strong guys right over there. I'm like, no, I have to actually actually think out this battle in advance. Okay, mm-hmm. that's interesting. And the battles are short enough that you don't feel like you're, um, like when you die, it doesn't feel like you're like, oh, God damn it!" I just, you know, like in Fire Emblem, you feel like you played for an hour just to like get to a certain point. In this case, it doesn't feel like that bad because it's like maybe tw- maybe 20 minutes, right? Um, and even then you've probably realized when you've lost, so like you could just quit out and then try again. So really it doesn't feel that like punishing. The one thing I will say, you got to make sure that you buy your skills and your items because I didn't realize this, but there's like this kind of area at the beginning where you see all your heroes and you use gold to actually purchase, um, stats and purchase like skills for them, which I didn't realize until getting to this third point. So just make sure you explore if you do decide to play because you might miss it. (laughs) Um anyway, that's that. I thought you'd be proud of me, Rick. I'm playing a game on the Vita.
0: I I saw it <laughs> in your hand of my heart sword. <laughs> I tell you what, I do on the point of Lord of the Rings PSP games, there's one they made for the Wii called Aragorn's, Aragorn's Quest, Quest. Yeah. Which also got a PSP port because the Wii and the PSP were pretty comparable hardware wise, which one says a lot, but two makes it an interesting one to maybe go and visit myself as a non-Lord of the Rings person.
2: Yeah, I've heard it's shite, so I might well I Me might too, ignore that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I pretty much um I pretty much avoided that one. Um because I was like a little <laughs> a little nervous of it because I'm just like, oh but uh, morbid curiosity. But yeah, I am sort of morbidly curious, especially because it's just a download away. I'm like Maybe I should just see what it's like. I feel like, in particular, it's probably even worse on the PSP because only the one. Almost definitely, watch, yeah. yeah for right? sure. <laughs> it's got to be bad on there. But anyway, that's that's what I'm doing. So Rick, what about you? What what are you playing, buddy?
0: Yeah, so it, it's almost an entirely new slate for me on the play. Um, one mm-hmm. returning is Rocket League. Um, I finally ground my way back into champ after some time in the the dark, dark diamond ranks. Um, been sort of brushing off the rust and i'm finally back to my uh, competitive best which is fun game's still great i don't think it's ever going to not be great i love it i'm never going to not love it um in terms of the new games first one and this is a game that you might recognize from um a demo we played a while in back alex that's right trans ruby yeah i think you might have played it oh as well, i love this
2: one yeah
1: no i didn't play this one but i do remember but- you talking about it
0: and I think you would both like it. So the the oh, dev skipmore it. made Camiko. This, rather than being a top-down Zelda-esque thing, is a, a 2D kind of light Metroidvania experience. Um it's decent. It like Camiko, it's good but not great. But it's mm. somewhat elevated by the fact that it it recognises its own limitations and is content to work within them. So there are no illusions of being like an Elden Ring beater. It doesn't overextend. Um, It's, you know, slightly linear, relatively straightforward 2D platformer. It's got really appealingly crunchy pixel art. Um, Everything feels fluid. I haven't got any particular problems. Maybe the map could have been better. The map's kind of shit. But I also think that's kind of intentional to encourage you to focus on what you're doing and physically explore what you're doing because there's this I mean there's a terrain toggle even with it on it gives you just enough detail to kind of work out where you are and what you're doing mm. um but you know about 90 minutes in and maybe two demo lengths through it's good so far i like it it's got a switch port which i think i think it absolutely lends itself well to switch and portable play um yeah i very much what i wanted and expected from this game so far um Briefly played a bit of a game called Devil Daggers. Um, friends of the podcast, Uve and Dune are playing this on the Discord. Um, this is a like dip-in, dip out, super hard FPS experience. So you're playing on a circular grid, one hit and you're dead. It's a case of surviving for as long as you can. And to give you some context on the, the kind of difficulty curve you're looking at, the game has one achievement. Which you get by surviving for 500 seconds, which is like eight and a bit minutes. No, seven and a bit minutes. Hmm. Um, having played for about half an hour, my my record of surviving is like just shy of 100 seconds. It, it's pretty hard, but it's very like low poly in its design. Um, it's very very streamlined. Everything is easy to pass visually. Movements fluid. The shooting's interesting in that you can fire a constant stream of little daggers. Or if you let it hold for a beat, you have like a shotgun blast sort of thing. So there's um, a degree of challenge to that. You're not just like kiting and bunny hopping and just holding down the button. Sometimes there's perks to like holding and timing your shot kind of thing. You can get this real cheap. And I got it for like a pound a while back. So when they started talking about playing it, I re-downloaded it, jumped into it. It's really, really good. Like, there's not a lot of depth to it, but that's not the point. And it does feel like a really good one to sort of dip in and out of. And I expect that over the coming weeks, maybe months, I probably will dip in and out of it just for five-ten minutes here or there. Um, possibly in between my next currently playing, which is Minoria. Um, this is it's quite a disappointing one so far. So it's um by the makers of the Momodora series, um yeah. it's I think it's in the same universe, but clearly they wanted to change a few things around, try something new. It's more like a Dark Souls than it is like the Momodoro games in the sense that um, it's got its own version of Estus flasks. There's a bit of an emphasis on dodging around and um, hmm. uh, managing the space. You can tell the the atmosphere and the setting are a little bit more gothic as well. It goes to this kind of weird three D um textureless poly sort of look and in screenshots looks fucking incredible like i thought it was a hand-drawn art style from the screenshots in motion it looks pretty amateurish which is disappointing doubly so because the developer does such wonderful pixel art for the momodoro games and i was relieved to see that there is another Momodora game coming returning to that kind of style um None of this is to say that Minoria plays badly. Like it, it plays well enough. It's a competent side scrolling Metroidvania kind of thing. Um, it's just a real evident downstep from what that studio is capable of, which is somewhat disappointing. I expect to play it through. I expect to beat it. I expect to have a good time with it, but not a great time, which is what I was hoping for. And that's somewhat the disappointment there. Um, final game. You're not the only one playing PSP games, Alex. I just restarted uh, Valkyrie Profile Lenith, which is a remake of the PlayStation original for PSP. Not remake, I suppose, more enhanced port. Um, so I, I have an existing save file of this that's about an hour and a half in. But I remember I saved it and, and put it down, didn't come back to it, right at the start of the first dungeon where you properly get control. So what I'm doing at the moment is watching a YouTube Let's Play just to to catch up to where i've gotten to i'm watching that on like 1.75 speed and then i'm going to pick up where i left off um my memory of what little i played of it is that the setting is really rich and dense excuse me the art is really nice um the the norse setting is well realized to the extent that i've seen any of it yet um I have a little bit of history with this series, having played a lot of the sort of spin-off Covenant of the Plume on the Nintendo DS. So I know I'm a fan of that kind of uh, one-face button per party character combat. Um, I'm looking forward to sort of delving into it and getting a better look. Um, Haven't quite decided how I'm going to play it yet in terms of endings. This game is notorious for having a really, really horrible um, requirements list for getting the true end. I suspect what I will end up doing is just getting the good end and watching a true end playthrough on YouTube sort of thing. But we'll see. I haven't decided yet. Uh, that's like the one big playthrough in amongst a few shorter, smaller playthroughs that I've got going on. Um, yeah, unless you guys have got anything to add on any of those, that's me on playing. Nah,
2: I got another I'm getting two <laughs> non-plus
0: faces that aren't <laughs> translating to this format. Um, should we jump straight through to our topic in that case?
2: Yeah, and I think uh, we've actually managed to uh, yeah. have a pretty normal um, amount of time on here for this because we're at like 120ish. Not bad for us Ooh, today. <laughs> um, good time. So maybe we we'll, we will just stick to like kind of our favorite games and how we would improve them. Um, so I don't know, Palette. This was kind of your suggestion, so I don't know if maybe you want to start. Maybe we can just like we can trade off like a game at a time each. Maybe I think might be a good way of doing it. Um, keep a little bit of variety yeah. in there. First, yep. Yeah. First
1: of all, like. I proposed the topic because uh, not too long ago I watched a video made by Rasputin called "Fixing My Favorite Game," where he talked about Breath of the Wild and how he loved the game, but he felt like oh, yeah. there were like little imperfections or like things that really annoyed people, uh, and that he said this is my favorite game, but I would like it to be other people's favorite games and. To Do that, I would fix this, this, and this. Mm. So that is like where I got the inspiration for it. So trying to um, go into that with that mindset. First of all, I love my mask, it is by far my favorite game. But I would like it to, I would like if the N- Nintendo 64 version and the 3DS version for a child, I have, like, the best of both, both worlds, to be honest. <laughs> um, so, first of all, it sucks the way they remodeled, like, redid the bosses for the um, N- Nintendo 3DS version, where now they have this huge eye I- thingies that get exposed once you go on the, the battle like go through the battle like a certain amount of time and it's like hey you really don't need to do that because in the original version you can just have the boss like uh I guess like hit their weak spot and then you can just hit them like whatever and just get done with it. But here you are limited to that huge eye and it's like hey hit me here. This is my weak spot, and it's like, why would you do that? It is not needed, like, especially, like, some of the early... Especially the first boss, you can beat it, like, in a number of different ways in the first game. But no, you can only hit the giant glowing eye. The other thing that <sighs> kind of disappointed me was that you don't have the unlimited fast swing with the Sora mask anymore. Mm. And... That just makes swimming not sure, like, no pun intended. Sorry, that was horrible. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> you said
2: it, not me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and
1: the last thing would be that um, you get out freeze any spot uh, in the water. With the ice arrow, you have to freeze specific spots that are shining in the water with the ice arrows. Other than that, I would say the 3DS version has many, many quality of life improvements that could make it for some of the version, especially if you don't have a lot of time to play it. Unless you use save states. If you can use save states, um, you can like make up for the... Oh, you can only save and quit at the alt stu- statues that are in the original game. But yeah, that's. I think those are the little things that nag me about Majora's Mask, especially the remake. But I still feel like it is a, a very solid version because you can just fast um, forward to whatever time you want without having to wait an eternity for that quest. You can save uh, at the owl statues. I have like it be a save, and you can keep playing, which makes a lot of the three-day um, quest, especially Angie and Cafe quest, a lot less of a burden. Mm. As much as I love I love the those characters, that quest was stupid, and finally um i think those are the two big things that uh the 3ds ah video graphics like okay uh, things look a lot nicer but again if you're using an emulator you can just download a texture pack and make it look nicer that would be for uh, my first game um why don't
2: we why don't we swap around and then we'll come back to something
1: other yeah Mm.
2: I just. otherwise this is
1: gonna be Paula ranting for like half an hour and then you guys skipping yeah we can keep the discussion like,
2: flowing <laughs> um yeah i like your ideas too though and i mean i think you know it sounds a little bit like like playing majora's mask using um uh narrow's like hd texture pack seems like a nice sort of in between ish um from those things because i'll tell yeah. you that game feels pretty new when you play it that way <laughs> um it does i kind of had a similar i like the the way you looked at it where it's like making your the game better so that more people can like it i kind of like that sort of take on it because i was i was struggling a little bit i was like i'm not sure how to how to go at this and like one of the ones that i'm still not like this might be a little unsatisfied but mass effect is like favorite games of all time and, and particularly the trilogy and i think um the recent re-release right the mass effect uh trilogy re-release i think is is very it's very good and in fact it's like kind of all I could really hope for from that thing, you know, um, in in terms of that sense. But this being a, like, you know, perfect world imagining, right, where, you know, it's not going to happen, the thought for me on this is, like, I kind of wish that the game could be even more a single game, right? Like, right now, it really feels as though It is a trilogy, and yeah, they brought the first Mass Effect closer to what it feels like to play Mass Effect 2 and 3, but when you start playing Mass Effect 2, and like, even on my replay through it, it, you really do get the sensation that that was a new start for the series, right? I mean, like, I don't, okay, I don't think this is spoilers because it's the opening of the game. Um, but if you care at all about hearing anything about Mass Effect, then I guess plug your ears. But at the very start of Mass Effect 2, the whole conceit is that Shepard dies, right? That's the very beginning. And then the whole idea is that Shepard is reconstructed, which is like a really, you know, cheeky gameplay way of being like, remake your character. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that's sort of the idea. And it makes sense within the world that they've done. They actually, like... It's not something that you're like, oh, okay. You're like, well, no, okay. They justify it. Um, And then it it has an impact throughout the game. But it does just make it feel like a separate game, right? Which, of course it should, because you know, it came on the PlayStation for the first time when it came out and no one of the PlayStation guys got to play Mass Effect. So it kind of had to be its own game. But if I could make it perfect, I would want to sand off those edges. I wish that really your choices could actually carry over even more impactfully throughout. And I know it's not possible. Like they did what they could with what they had. But truthfully, I wish, and maybe this is just, you know, the thing we all wish in the end, that you could just fail some stuff more, you know? Like in the sense that you complete missions and some missions have bad outcomes, but I kind of just wish that like you could just lose in that first game and you could not save the world kind of thing in the end of it and have to just play out those consequences, um, as an option. Now, is that realistic? Fuck no. Um, (laughs) would that like break a lot of shit? A hundred percent. But I think it would create such a unique experience. Um, And especially if it was like connected through with all of them. So like really my ultimate dream is that like if they were ever allowed to go back and just be given free reign and told like, here are the three games and you have all of the, all of the content still in there and you can still just play through the game the same way, but now we're going to bring a team on and the team is just going to fill out all of these possible other scenarios to like expand the game and make it this crazy, like wider experience. And then if you come back into it, you just have all these fucking possible outcomes that you could hit on. Um, God, that'd be so fucking cool. Again, is it realistic? Isn't it, is it reasonable? Absolutely not. But it's like, I, I feel like if that's like the goal, you know what I mean? It's like the holy grail of what they're trying to accomplish and they know they can't quite do it. Because again, a game has to limit your choices to a degree because it's all programmed and that's just what it has to be. But obviously in their greatest minds, they want to create something where you're truly role-playing and you're truly going through and having this adventure. Um, And, you know, anyway, that's what I want. That's what I would just love for Mass Effect because it's just such a good game. And I wish that it could be even more like wide open and huge and just like expansive for people to get lost in and just explore this world, which again, I think they kind of tried to do in Andromeda, which we all know how that went. So, (laughs) you know. That is what it is. But Rick, what about you?
0: So, my first pick is a game that I think is pretty close to perfect for what it does, which is uh, Valhalla or VA Eleven A, the um, cyberpunk bartending game. Two things: one, super unrealistic; one, I think marginally realistic. My unrealistic wish is that you had a little bit more input in terms of how um, the main character Jill responds to people. I- The beauty of the game in a lot of respects is that you are a fly on the wall, um, listening to these people's stories, hearing about the world around them as told through what they talk about at the bar in this little corner of the universe that you call home. Um, You have some limited input into how those conversations go based on the drinks you make for those characters. I would love to have some dialogue choices in there be able to shape the direction that those conversations go in a little bit more Um, the other thing I think would be pretty cool is at the start of each night you pick what songs are in the jukebox just the same as the way that you put people's drinks together and what drink you choose to give them um, has implications I think it'd be really cool if there were some way to tie in music choices particularly because some of the characters are already musically minded um, in that game I think that would be Really cool. I, I think, again, a lot of it's... I suppose there are almost two different ways of approaching this. The way of, like, what would be the dream scenario and the other way of, like, what could genuinely be accomplished. And I think maybe that's one that we look at another way. That would be a, a, another interesting way to look at that lens, even though we're kind of, sort of taking them both in turn. That's me. Paolo, what's your next game?
1: My next game would be Stainsgate. the original you know, not another... Not, not a the Elite, because I... Have no idea what changes uh, have been made to the story and the characters, or like the overall structure of the game. I love Stan's Gate, I really do, with all my soul, but it is very difficult to recommend a game for someone who is coming from watching the anime. Because, first of all, it really takes a long while to get going, the story especially. And, second of all, and this is like the more aggravating one. Getting the true ending is a pain in the ass. Like, if you want to get any other ending, it is pretty straightforward. Just don't undo the thing you are about to undo to to, to get to the true ending. The, the thing is, is that to get the true ending, you have to set up or like activate Prior to this, five flags were called. And with those five flags activated, given that you um, did like uh, a number of actions that um, got to to you, like activating that flag, and try to God, you didn't get the back one, like you didn't get a back on that one, on, on the I think was the fourth one or the fifth one that it can get packed, then you can get the the uh, the true ending of the game hmm. and it is really a shame because usually visual novels are really accessible in terms of you don't really have to maybe you usually are able to tell if you're in the doing things well so you can get to the draw ending or like there's usually some kind of thing in game that tells you, hey, you're on this path or hey, you activated the things that you needed instead in a stage, that, in a stage that you don't have that, hey, you activated the things that you needed after you finished your 30 or so hour playthrough which kind of sucks. So that is something if by some way there's, like a thing that tells you, hey, you activated a file, or like any indicator that your save file is not glitch, and you can't get the thing. Or, like, I don't know, if there's an easier way for you to get the, the final ending of a demo, then I would be able to recommend the Stains Hit more freely. And if the beginning of the game didn't take so long to set everything up, that to be honest, that is a little bit more unreasonable than having an easier, obtainable uh, final ending, mainly because it has to set up a lot of stuff that will be uh, important later. So it is more difficult to can- cut content up there. But if that one last ending was easier to get to, I would be able to recommend the game so much more easily. And that's... Um, and that was kind of fixed on Stains Kit Zero, where getting each of the endings is very easy, even without, an, without a guide, which I did get all the endings without a guide. Um, but the thing with Stains Kit Zero is that it is very complicated because all of the Let's say everything is happening kind of like all the routes happen kind of like at the same time and you have to make a lot of connections. So in that sense, it's a little bit, bit less accessible that having StatesKate having like one overarching narrative and an overarching um branch of narrative. And it just like branches off like at the very end of each uh branch of the narrative. States zero is completely as fact and you really have to Keep note of what is going on in each out to have like the full picture of it. You're really um, making it not selling. That sound is my little. Game. Game. <laughs> <laughs> I, making me scared? I really love it. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> but I played many visual novels in my life, and the one that yeah. is the less accessible is *Sustainite*, which breaks my heart because I want more people that love the anime right, to experience the visual novel. Which they mm. cannot do without a fucking guide. <laughs> this is 100 yeah. a guide game. If you want to play, <laughs> play a uh, play with a guide or just watch a play on YouTube. Uh, sorry, I love this game, but I have to say that I have to say that like it's not for everyone.
2: Yeah, it sounds it sounded scary. Now <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I was thinking about <laughs> this, but I'm like, there's a lot going on in this game for the sounds of it. Whew.
1: Yeah, Stainskit Elite, I'm sure, is a lot more streamlined because oh, that's right. one that's the one that got a Switch port, And uh, that's one that's the one that is supposed to be like Stainskid again, but following more like the art style or like the art direction of the anime. And uh, I think it is easier in that regard. Hmm. Is original stainskit sorry, but no.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah, that makes sense then because I've got that version talking about the elite one i forgot that they have so many different kinds <laughs> um cool well then shall i get
0: your second one through yes absolutely shall i get in on this
2: uh so uh i picked knights of the old republic 2 the sith lords because this to me is the epitome of like what rick talked about where it's like so close so close to being perfect you know but it's just uh it wasn't fucking finished um and i know that Ooh. there's the uh the return content mod uh, which is awesome and like that's great stuff but my true wish and we got we got close to this right like fucking aspire said that they're you know put it on switch with alt restoring all that old stuff and then the fucking game had a game ending bug in it which like
0: Anyway, did they that, not fix
2: that. Surely that got fixed. No, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think it's fixed yet. <laughs> I think they said they're fixing it. And I don't think they have, cause they said they're going to release that content. I don't know when that's coming out, maybe December or something. But because remember, this is the company they were, they were working on. The new, the, the remake. It, remake. And
0: then they got kicked off. It. Yeah, yeah. Cause I'm pretty
2: sure they came and they looked at what they did and were like, fuck, no, you're not making nope. this game. <laughs> and I'm like, thank God they did that because this company, listen, this company all they've ever done is ports and not very well like what <laughs> you know <laughs> like how do uh... you they night still oh fucking jesus it's like that game shouldn't be i know i know porting's difficult i'm not saying like i know how to do it but come on if your whole company's job is porting games you'd think you should be at least pretty good at it right like it's not even like you can say oh it's just the company itself and and they were working on the game, and they just had some B team who just, you know, tried to port it, and it was like, ah. You know, like, I can kind of understand that. But if it's your, like, if, that, if that's your whole thing, get right. Anyway, all that being said, anyway, as nice as it is that there are mods for this, I would just, because, like, again, we, we know that that is still an extremely inaccessible way of doing it, right? There are only some people who can engage with mods and make that shit work. And while it's not super complicated, it's still a level of remove, and I feel like so many people have missed out on one of the like deepest Star Wars and most like complex Star Wars stories out there. Um, and I would love so like as excited as I am that Knights of the Old Republic is getting a remake, this is the one that deserves it more even. Um, so if that first one goes well, for the love of God, please this one too. But for the original game, I would love it if they could go back. Do that, like what they're kind of planning on, but just give you a better team to restore that content to the game and polish it out too. Because I do think that not, I don't think necessarily just adding everything is like the best way of going, right? Like I do think a little bit editorial um, kind of content on this would be good. But, you know, massaging that through, giving it a little bit of a texture update um, and just uh, just making sure that it's all back in there so that people can experience it how it's meant to be. Because I think... Um, as is now it's it's good but you do feel like you're missing some stuff and again i just want everyone to be able to play it without having to you know go on fucking you know pc and figure out how to do modding which again is not that complicated but it is for the lay person right um so it's enough
0: of a fast yeah
2: exactly right i mean it even sort of stops me sometimes because i remember i i played it uh recently and i did it on my xbox because i was like well i want to play my big tv i don't want to fuck around with mods right now you know what i mean like <laughs> i was like I-, I already own the game so i don't really want to go fucking mess with it i just want my game to be patched and perfect again <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um so anyway that that's mine there i don't know should we do what, what, what do we think we, i think
0: we do- i think i've got like Four more, powers has got three more. I think we quick fire the rest of them. Mine are pretty sure. quick anyway, yeah. to be fair. So my next one is Transformers Devastation, the Platinum, um, like G one Transformers Love Letter. I just want more. Like a literally, <laughs> like, I want this game to be twice the length. A a complete playthrough of this is like about the six-hour mark. They can get twelve hours of bayonetta. They can fucking well find six more hours of G1 Transformers content. Please and thank you. Hmm. That's it, balance. Nice. Uh, no spoilers, please, on the next one because I still need to play it.
2: Yeah,
1: please well, no spoilers. I
0: still
1: like this. For Dragon b three Killing Harmony, the one thing that I would say got this shit from the game is that you know how you have Monoguma, right? The yes, pretty much the mascot of the first game and the series as a whole. Well, let's say you have Five more of those, and um, their antics aren't just like as fun, and some of them are like a little bit too weird for even for my taste. I will cut those from the game, okay? And the game would be better for it.
0: Interesting. That's it, okay? My next one is the Matrix Path of Neo for PS2. Um, I would love this just to have. I I suppose this isn't fixing the game. I just want this game to be ported and I would quite like it to have modern controls with the port because although I had an exceptionally good time when I played this game and I think we talked about this in relation to another topic a few weeks ago. I know for a fact, if I went back and played this game, um, I would have some issues or idiosyncrasies with the setup. Um, I would just quite like those to be updated and be able to play it again. I feel like (laughs) that's a bit of a cop-out, but, you know, in the context, yeah, anyway. Um, Yes, Pala, next one. And I think I actually already know what you're about to say for this one. Is it going to be rebalancing the Minotaur?
1: Not especially the Minotaur, but uh, it's going to be like rebalancing a little bit the overall difficulty curve. The Minotaur is the one thing that I know gives a lot of uh, play, first-time players from the game?
2: my hand over here. <laughs> <laughs> and for the people
0: listening, like we, we jumped to the lead on this. This is Shin Megami Tensei 4 for the 3DS. Yes. A.K.A. one of the best yep. RPGs ever made.
1: Yeah, I think the miniature is one thing that keeps the uh, players away from the game. But another thing that doesn't necessarily keep people away from the game, but makes the game, like, make people play on one Way over the others is how the physical gun and magic systems work. Because I think if you see the numbers like behind the scenes, each point you give to strength, I don't remember if it's like one or one and a half uh, x damage you do. Um, each magic point you give to a character translate into 2.5 more damage that you do but for some insane reason that i can't begin to comprehend i think it is um what are the other stats what, what is dexterity it's probably by dexterity but uh don't quote me on this one for each point you raise on dexterity it is three more times that your uh, gun uh, attacks do. Like, for each point you add to your dexterity, you do three more points of damage on on gun attacks. Which uh, makes the game like I didn't know this one, so I went with a magic build when I played the game.
3: Uh-
1: but you, why would you do with? Why would you go with a physical build when you get like the. Um... Uh, the the press with the pressure system you want to exploit the the enemy's weaknesses so mm-hmm. you really go for a physical mm. but then you completely snap the difficulty of the game you have with if you discover the the gun trick because you can give your your gun like an element and then your other demons get the other elements and you pretty much snap the game in half. I only yep. know this because a friend did it, and he said, this is one of the easiest games i ever played because I exploited the hell out of it, which isn't like what it, the developers maybe intended to do. I think the three times damage um, on the gun was uh, a coding mistake, like it maybe. wasn't intended to happen. But that would be the other thing that I would like. Maybe turn it down to so it's like the same as the magic, so it is more interchangeable, and you don't stop the difficulty of the game you have with it. Uh, But yeah, the big thing would be the miniature, because as much as I, I did have problems with the miniature, but I did persevere. I know that a lot of people that turn their focus into (laughs) Zmart. I I mean Zmart. Zimart, mart I know I don't know. Um, I know for a fact that ten out of ten people that turn in their their copies of Jim 4 stop playing because of the manager i
0: I think it's the minotaur is not necessarily the problem. The problem is that they gave you an ally who specifically is spamming his strength, his elemental strength.
1: That could be it too. Uh, I think
0: you you fix Jonathan, you actually don't need to fix the Minotaur, personally. Like, I I remember clearing the Minotaur on my first try, precisely because Jonathan didn't throw out any Aji.
1: That would, that could be it. I, can you get Isabel for the Minotaur fight? I don't think so. Because I either got, I don't remember if I got her or Jonathan, but I clearly I, I, didn't get Walter because I don't remember my ally spamming Agile against the miniature. It was because and, I didn't know how to play at that point.
0: <laughs> and I, I think the point is like that there's even a chance that essentially the tutorial dungeon can have your ally characters working so horrifically badly against you. That That just shouldn't be a thing. In later dungeons, maybe. Maybe it's a challenge you have to work around, but the idea that that's a thing in dungeon number one,
2: yeah, it's a stupid idea for the first section. Ah. It's like a way to alienate every player. But anyway,
0: a um, lot <laughs> of trauma to unpack there. <laughs> I've got two quick ones. Yeah, <laughs> first of them, arguably a perfect game already. Thirteen mm-hmm. Sentinels, I guess. Rick. Arguably, no room whatsoever for improvement. If you put a gun to my head, <laughs> I would say that you could. Do it with <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty fair. <laughs> I think. I think one, like the the character upgrade system, really, really well done. Lots of flexibility, lots of options to sort of take those paths in the directions you want them and tweak your character builds um, in a number of different complementary ways. I don't think the enemies actually do enough to demand that from you. Um, I think there should have been a hard cap on how many sentry guns you could put out. Because they absolutely <laughs> yeah. break the game,
2: they fucking yeah. do, don't they? Yeah, man, those sentry guns.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, they go
0: yeah, and
2: um, fuckers down. <laughs>
1: the, game still, the game goes. The game goes.
0: Literally, and um, finally, what I would have really enjoyed when you complete the game, there is like an endless um, combat mode where you can just go like up to level nine hundred and ninety nine combat. But there's no incentive to do so. I'd love it if there were just, you know, some dumb little Gaijin side conversations or, you know, little concepts or something to encourage you to engage with that Um, in combination with the other stuff. I think that would be really, really perfect. Um, Last game, Decidia 012 Final Fantasy. A little thing. Yeah. Definitely
1: if there was like any, any kind of, Extra content that you don't love with the with the extra battles or the with the endless battle mode, mm-hmm. you can better us, but I will be still there trying to get all the <laughs> trying to fight all the battles just for the extra content.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it'd be fun. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I mean, if you want to talk about extra content, Desider is the king of extra content. Um, they could have given it a different name, but I'm not going to use that as my thing. What I would have quite liked is maybe a slightly rejigged single-player campaign because they do this weird sort of chessboard thing where you're essentially sort of moving your way around into different fights and you buy items specifically to use on the chessboard to chain combat encounters together. I just think there's a better way to do it. And maybe part of that could have been they give you this fun sort of quasi-overworld to explore in the 012 prequel campaign. Um, and I would have liked that one to be incorporated more into how you select the battles, and two, you know, maybe then to be incorporated more again into the original campaign, which is a part of 012. Um, I think it's also worth saying a lot of these games I just want to see again on modern consoles, like Dissidia NT was yeah. dog tier, like it just wasn't good. Three on three battles not the way to go with that there was something elegant and streamlined and finely tuned about the original Decidia and Dissidia 012 and that was lost and I would just love to see those but prettier um but that's a different topic anyway are there any others that we want to sort of chime in on before we move on to I say
2: we move port? along <laughs> uh we just yeah. in
0: which case let's crack I gotta on go
2: with cook a soup To beat the right game. <laughs> I, gotta I gotta go, go. Soup. it's legit i do I gotta, I gotta i gotta put it on the burner <laughs> they gotta simmer for hours you know <laughs> yeah. it's winter i I'm, oh. I'm in soup mode now you know souping it up palo while you find uh, the game that we're playing we'll talk soup <laughs> um but seriously
1: yeah, let it
0: be. I'm, I'm a cereal soup not enjoyer i'm not a fan really? of soup Really?
2: Uh, you just gotta get the right soup. Uh, I'm telling you, man, a potato mm. and leek soup with prosciutto, mm. so fucking good. It's like this hearty, just like. Uh, I'm making vegetable soups though, and then some hearty hamburger soup. That's my that's my soups for the week. Uh, Hang on,
0: hamburger soup.
2: Yeah, it's like. uh What is that? It's it's just. I mean, hamburger is just it just it just means ground beef, right? Um, it's not like actual it's
0: beef. Soup. It's not hamburger soup. That's, well, they
2: call it hamburger soup because it, it it has very much the flavor of like a hamburger as you would eat. Um, oh, beef. Yes, exactly. but oh, it's ham- we call it hamburger soup. It's just fun. I gotta say, oh, in here in Canada though, a lot of people refer to ground beef as hamburger, like regardless of like yeah. So like it's just mm-hmm. that's just a thing. Like they'll talk about like as hamburger in a lot of recipes and stuff. I don't know if it's beef same thing in other places. I I've sort of found it weird because I'm like oh, it's ground beef, but they're like hamburger.
0: Okay. <laughs> Why use one syllable when you can use three?
2: Yeah. And I guess hamburger is just so known. Anyway, this is not interesting. But
1: Paolo, what are we playing? <laughs> okay. This week on I got the game. <laughs> how long the Cat you? Lady.
2: The Cat Lady. I've the never heard
0: of this game. Lady. The
1: Cat Lady.
2: Cat Lady. Hmm. She's a Cat Lady. As for the What platform? Oh, maybe that's part of the question. I'll wait. <laughs>
1: I'm trying to guess. Okay, how many people have given the lowest score to this game? i what the low no, that those are two That's questions. Too many. Okay. <laughs> they, they are
2: too
1: okay, what's the lower lowest score this game has?
2: The lowest score. Okay. I can work with that. Mm. Um <laughs>
1: mm.
2: <laughs> Seems as though it's a well-received game, or is it?
3: Don't you try and me, boy?
2: <laughs>
0: is it this one, Paula? Is this the right thingamajig? Hang on. Uh, let
1: me see when it loads up. Yeah, that one.
0: That one. Okay, I've literally never heard of this.
1: And same. I just found it. It was like, oh. This kind, of looks, this kind of, of looks this, neat. So it
2: looks fun. Yep. Yeah, I think I want to try this. Uh, let me see here, if it's, if it's horror. Okay, I'm going to go for... I mean, it's reviewed well
0: enough on Steam. Ooh, looks very low budget, very jank. Interesting, okay.
1: Yeah, remember, we are using the ratings of how long to beat, so...
0: I yes yeah of course that I mean that's specifically why I'm on Steam so I don't accidentally like ruin the game for myself.
2: Mm. Yeah, I think that's good enough. I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm a little torn on this one. Um.
0: I'm properly stabbing in the dark. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm going to do what Rick hates. All
0: right, there we go. Lots of half hours, is it? Great. Maybe. Yay. Maybe not. <laughs> Fantastic. You will
2: never know.
0: <laughs> well, I will in like 30 seconds time. <laughs>
1: so, they, they break energy. Oh, my God. I just...
0: Your you
2: just got that. <laughs> you just got it now. <laughs> oh damn! Two
0: years on.
1: <laughs>
0: I know the joke. but I got it cool.
1: before, but I just read it like because my <laughs> brain wasn't automatic, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I got big it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: okay,
1: that's so, very so funny. so so. Rick says eight hours. Alex says eight hours and a half. Oh, okay. And the correct answer is eight hours. Oh, dang it.
2: All right. Ooh, okay. I'll switch up Point our, for t- our Rick. points here. That's one for Rick. All right.
1: Alex says nine and a half hours. And Rick says 10 hours. And the winner for this round is Alex with nine and a half hours. Hey!
2: It didn't fuck me this time. Oh,
1: yay! <laughs> Let's see if your leg doesn't run out. Yeah. Let's say. I'm not feeling. Okay, Rick says 12 hours and Alex says 11 and a half hours. Sadly, half hours didn't cut it this time. Ah, since shit. Rick is the winner, we. Because the game is 12 and a half hours. Oh, my half hours.
2: I was just off. I was off by an hour, but the halves were good.
1: Uh, Yep. And finally, for the bonus question, both of you said, well, 30% is pretty much three out of ten. And both (laughs) of you. Oh, no way. way. Give us a new bonus round.
2: We're not doing that. No way we're tying (laughs) on the bonus. No, Uh, absolutely not. New one. Give us a new category. (laughs) I'll tie on the times. We're not tying on the bonus.
0: <laughs> We've definitely tied on the bonus before. It's definitely a thing that's happened.
2: Yeah, no. Give us a new thing. What do you want, Pala? <laughs> Something new. <laughs> I'd rather lose than tie on this one. <laughs> like if, oh, I, if I lose the no. next one, if I lose this, I'm fine with that. <laughs> but I
1: don't want to
2: okay, tie. that.
3: Okay, well just, so, that's, well, the
1: that's says, Do you want to tie this one or do you want uh next
0: I've if already th- conceded enough letting this game rumble on. I, whatever will reroll roll the bonus. I don't mind. I, just,
2: I feel like it's more fun. Because, like, I feel like tying on the times, I, I that feels fine to me. Because, like, whatever. That, that happens. But the bonus, it's like...
0: We sh- definitely tied sh- on the bonus before and you were fine with it. It's definitely happening. Oh, I know. I
2: think I was fine with it because I was close to winning. I can't win regardless. I'm I'm in the losing area here. Even if I get two points here, I'm not beating Rick at this point. But...
0: uh, If you get two points, it's still on the cards. If we tie it, it's impossible.
2: Oh well, okay. If okay, you want to tie, that's fine. But we don't have to. I,
1: I just I want. I've to already I've this. already
0: said I'll do another one. I've already okay. said I'll do. Okay, one. okay, I, okay.
1: How I'll many, many people, people have finished this game?
2: Oh, okay. I like that. How many people have finished this game? So that's like how many completions in total? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's a good one because I. There's no we can't tie this one. There's no way we'll tie this one. One of us has to get this. <laughs>
0: Don't tempt fate. Don't say that.
2: <laughs> um,
1: I swear, okay. guys, if you tie this, I'm not sure But I'm gonna so, do. So cause that. I, neither oh, of us God, have I heard feel of like this I've got,
0: one. I've got no bead on this.
2: Okay. I, I I had a number that kind of like popped into my head. Um and it's just kind of random. But I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm gonna go for this.
0: What number are you going to say? For a second, I thought <laughs> you were going to actually loud, say <laughs> the
1: number. <laughs>
2: <laughs> actually, hold on. I should, I'm going to Price is Right by number because Rick hasn't, we haven't read them out yet. I'm just worried about doing, to give you an idea, it was a kind of a round number first. And I'm a little nervous of doing something like that. <laughs>
1: If that fucks mm. you over, Alex, I'm gonna laugh so hard. If it fucks
2: me over, I'll be very sad, but that's fine.
0: Like if Sick. I got it
2: right and then I changed it, I'll be very upset. But it's
1: <laughs> What do you think, Rick?
0: <laughs> I think a lot of things. I think like I'm seeing a number of reviews on Steam, but I'm thinking it can't possibly be that high on how long to beat. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I guess for context, the Steam
2: reviews would have been smart. <laughs> Didn't think to do that, but that's that's fine. What's your context?
3: My <laughs>
0: uh, Hang on.
2: Come on, buddy. What you got? What you got?
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know.
1: Am mm-hmm. sure with the class? <laughs> <laughs> I like that.
2: Yeah, come on, buddy.
0: All right.
1: Okey dokey. So, Alex says 599. Yeah.
3: And Rick says
1: 577. Uh, The winner uh, is Rick because ah. the amount of people that have completed this game and how long to beat is 543
2: wow
0: oh close, okay shit i thought it was in like the 600. so you said 600 and then you're like that's yeah one so many. i guess
2: it didn't matter well yeah. i just i was worried that like sometimes <laughs> if we hit like i don't know i didn't want you to hit like a round number or something um i'm happier with this i prefer that you win when we tie this because i don't want to tie that that tiebreaker it just feels too it's
0: the thing is it's like three and a half thousand steam reviews and i didn't think yeah. this game was that big and i was like 3, how do you square this? Makes circle? sense
2: though, because like, there's never that like, how long to beat is always a much smaller fraction of like the amount of players who've done it, right? Because like, not everyone.
0: Which like is where player. I ended up like ratcheting that number way down. But like, mm-hmm. I how did this game get that big and just not register on my radar like at all?
2: There's so many games out there though, right? Is like that.
0: That's true, but nevertheless,
2: when you just think about the, it amount does look of
0: interesting. I'm kind of tempted now. Yeah, like,
2: I mean, I'm just not buying any more games for the rest of the year. Which you should all be proud of me. I haven't bought a single new game in like over a month. I haven't bought one since like August, actually. But I've been buying yeah. uh, Warhammer. So really, I've probably spent more money.
3: But <laughs> <laughs> we be proud of me? But still, <laughs> no video games. Hmm.
0: That's, true. Yeah, that's I, true. true. I um. That reminds me. In fact, do you know what? That can that can wait. We don't need to talk about that on the recording. Should we wrap this up? We should. Let we us should. wrap it up. Should.
2: Thank you, everyone. So the, the standings now: it's Paul and I are tied fourteen uh, fourteen, and Rick is at uh, twenty two. So I guess um, it's over, basically, because we can't we can't come at you anymore. Like we're we're basically correct.
0: There. But there's second and third place to play for, and that will be the guest episode next week. True, <gasps> Yeah.
2: Oh, that's oh yeah, there's a guest next week. No, who knows who? And the then,
0: name? and then that I think we've got pre-recorded. You You spill the, the beans. Oh, yeah,
2: wow. that
0: that will give me some time to decide what I'm going to make you buy
2: Exactly. All right, that's it, toodaloo folks.
0: Yeah, Cheers. Bye.
3: Bye.